Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to nothing but the best of all days. You're listening to Magic 98.9. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. And we'll be back with more right after these words. Tomorrow morning is your chance to win a pair of tickets to see this man live in concert. <laughs> Thank you so much. Welcome back to another live edition of the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. It is Tuesday, 1-11-11. That's right, 1-11-11. And we're going to get into a lot of stuff today. It's Tuesday. We're going to talk a lot about... Uh, everything from the Mavericks to the Rangers to TCU, college football. We got a whole power pack show for everyone. As you guys know, we're on every night this week, every night every week from Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you listen to us live right now, go ahead and load up the lines, 323-927-2906, and get on with us live. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get the show started, bring on my co-host real quick. Royce, how you doing tonight, man? What's happening right there? I'm good, man. I'm on? good. You sound a lot better you know, than you did yesterday. You sound well rested, like you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Do you know that last night's championship game was the highest rated championship game ever in the history of the sport? 27 wow. million people watched that show. Can you imagine 27 million people watching one program? And you know what's even more surprising about that statistic is the fact that it came on ESPN. It didn't come on regular TV. Right, right, regular prime time. Twenty-seven okay. million people watched that game. Right. Wow. So you think uh, Auburn made it with a household name yesterday? Oh, I believe so. I definitely think so. Everybody wanted to see Cam Newton. They've been pumping up the game so much, and of course, it's the last game of the college season. So I think, I guess the BCS worked in that fact because it's way in January the 10th and we watched everybody else playing. We always waited for this championship game to to come along. So we'll talk about that as well, too. A quick show announcement. Everyone, it's a lot easier to find us on the web. You go to rfsportsradio.com. It's all you have to do. No blogspot.com. No find us here, find us there. Just go to rfsportsradio.com and you can find the show. And on the blog right now, we've got some videos that we put up from our coverage at the Cotton Bowl. We have some live video footage right there on the field, interviewing players. And, of course, uh, me and Royce get into a little trouble. If you guys notice, at the end of the postgame video, we're holding the MOP trophies. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah. how we got a chance to do that, Royce, but it, it was the highlight of the day. Well, you know, Rodney, it took all the power in me to keep it running off with. <laughs> I never <laughs> else. <laughs> A championship trophy, but uh, I, I, you know, it's it, it's probably a once in a lifetime dream. You know, it, it never happened again, and I can't tell my grandkids and my kids from the next generation that I actually have a bold trophy. Right, right, no doubt about that. Let's cover some of my top stories real quick, and a story that's brewing right here in the Metroplex. As you guys know, we broadcast live 
every night right here from DeSoto, Texas, right outside of Dallas. And the big story breaking here locally, uh, as you guys know, last week we covered the fact that Adrian Beltre was going to be a new Ranger. He's going to take that third, pay, third base position from Michael right. Young, moving Michael Young to the DH position. Great move. We, we said that'd be okay. But now the right. Rangers seem to be going after Jim Tomey. Uh, and Jim yeah. Tomey, of course, is a notorious um, home run hitter and also a notorious uh, DH. That's, that's the position he plays, yeah. the position right. he's always played. And last year he played with the Minnesota Twins. They didn't get a chance to make it that far in the playoffs. But, Royce, let me ask you real quick before we move on, while the Rangers steady trying to stack up this lineup with hitters, when are they going to get some pitching in here? Well, you know, I, I think they count on uh, some guys to step up. But, you know, that's what killed them in the World Series was hidden. I mean, the pitching was there. You know, we had leave. I, he, he can't be replaced. But uh, the bats kind of fell short in, in the World Series. So I think they're going to be up this end. But I think they got a lot of money to play with. I, I think that they're going to go to some pitches next. Uh, maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe they you know they got the best uh, scout team, you know, in the league. So maybe they have uh, somebody up and coming from the uh, minor leagues gonna step up, and uh, uh, they, I think they're holding the secret, right? So we'll we'll see what's gonna happen with that, right? Yeah, well, I would hope they have some kind of plan in place to bring some pitching in. Pitching was what got this team all the way to the World Series right. with a chance to win. So exactly. I hope they really look at that as being the thing that they need to go after. And Tommy last season spending with the Minnesota Twins, as I mentioned before, he had a one-year deal for $1.5 million in February that he signed. So if you brought him on as a DH, I mean, it may be a good deal just to have him there. But what does that mean for Michael Young? I think you can definitely think that if they do sign him, Michael Young may be the next guy okay. traded out of that locker room. Right. I, I would I would imagine so, wouldn't you? Yeah, these trade rumors have been surrounding him ever since the – the end of the World Series, so I, I do think they're going to chop him around. And uh, I hate to see him go. He's one of my favorite Rangers, uh, so we'll see what's going on with that. But something is definitely uh, shaking in the Ranger camp. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. And just to, just to add on what you were talking about with the college uh, bowl game being the highest bowl game watched, uh, you know, ever with 27 million as far as for a rating last night. Another local college team has something to cheer about today as well too, and that's TCU. They finished Aunt out Rob. number two. They finished out the, the second best team in the nation, even uh, after Oregon lost a close game. Uh, they lost by a field goal to Auburn, but they decided to give uh, TCU the number two. Uh, in the nation, Royce. I know you are very high on this TCU team. Well, they are the I've one and only on teams year. left. Right, I've been on them high year. You didn't believe me. I told you TCU should have been ranked higher, and uh, I, I like to be right, Rodney. So I think I hit. I think I hit a home run on this. Well, let, let, you know what though. The, the the sad thing about it all is the fact that we'll never know if TCU could have beat Auburn. I mean, the way those teams played last night. I think TCU might have really had a chance against either one of them. All right. Well, you know, TCU did step it up in the, in the bowl game. They they did. And, I, I, you know, they got a lot of talent on that team, Rodney. And uh, maybe next year they can come out number one. Who knows? <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. They get a chance to start. Hopefully yeah. 
next season right there in the top five. Right, uh, top more, five. more likely they may start at, at number two next year, depending on what happens in the off season. If Andrew Dalton does come back or decides to leave early uh, to go out to the NFL, which could be a possibility, especially with the quarterback situation the way it is uh, for the drafts and the top top five, I would say top five picks in quarterback with Andrew Luck not going to the draft. That shakes up everything. Uh, speaking of right. draft and bowl championships, Royce, I gotta I gotta say this. I think that the biggest winner out of last night, not only ESPN number one, but the biggest winner out of last night had to be Nick Fairley. The fact that he will now, I think, definitely be the number one pick in the uh, in the in the uh, NFL draft yeah. when it comes up this right. coming up season. He had a monster game. He outplayed uh, the entire Oregon offensive line, a, a team that's been known for having one of the best offenses in right, college football right. history. He was always in the backfield, sacking the quarterback in his face, causing plays. And just like in the Big 12 championship game last year, Yudama Kansu made a name for himself, uh, causing right. so much disruption and almost single-handedly won the game for Nebraska in the Big 12 championship. I think now uh, Nick Farrell has really made himself the number one pick. And to add on to that, you know, the Carolina Panthers go ahead and sign Ron Rivera. They have the number one pick. He's a defensive coordinator from San Diego. They sign him, and I think if they can't get Andrew Luck like they wanted to at first, having uh, the defense showed up with Nick Frelick has to be a very attractive option for a team like Carolina. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I think his stock went up really high, and he probably will be. Be a good choice for Carolina. You know they 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 have to break this team down and rebuild them again. So why not cheer it up with defense? And uh, they got to get a quarterback from somewhere. So we'll see. Uh, they, you know they may choose the quarterback first, but uh, that would be a good choice for them. I, I I can't see not picking him. I think they really can't go wrong. You got the number one pick. You know whoever you pick, you got to spend a lot of money on them. But I think you can't go right. wrong when your team. Only won two games last season. You know, it's right. hard to go wrong in making a bad That's pick right. if you won two games. I mean, you already got a bad team. And uh, Ron Rivera did say that normally the he's a 3-4 type of coach. Uh, they do have a 4-3 defense right now at Carolina. He's going to try to work with that for right now. And you're going to need a guy like Nick Fairley right there as a tackle, making some things happen to give the cornerbacks uh, and everyone a chance to get – you know, get caught up on coverage as well, too. So I think he'd be a great pick for them. With Andrew Luck not coming out of the draft, I mean, uh, there's, there's other quarterbacks you can pick up, but you may be able to get them in later rounds and later picks. Right, right. And so I right. think Nick Fairley would be a great grab for them, especially with him being a defense coordinator type of coach. Um, another you know, this quarterback is, class is loaded. This yeah, year. it is I loaded. Mean, it, 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 I mean, it, if you think loaded. about the quarterback class, there are some quarterbacks out there that are available. You're absolutely right. Uh, and we got to definitely talk about that. We'll probably do a draft show where we talk about exactly just that, what quarterbacks we think will come out first, running backs. So we'll probably right. do a draft show right when it's time for that to happen. And we just hope and pray that there will be an NFL season next year. And, you know, we oh, hope yeah. and pray to get this done. We hope and pray to have a training camp. And we hope to have a football start on time next season. So everyone keep their fingers crossed out there listening to us. And um, other coaching news in the college ranks, Les Miles decides to stay at LSU. Uh, Michigan went ahead and hired uh, Hoke to come back. He was assistant one time at Michigan. Right. He's going to come back and coach that team. 
But when you watch LSU and the Cotton Bowl, that's a good team right there. I mean, I would want to come that is a great those team. kids, wouldn't you? Why not? I mean, you got great team, great fans. He, he's well-loved by everybody in Louisiana, you know, and uh, why not? Like I said, the success he's had with that team, you know, why why wouldn't you come back? But, you know, it's got to be tempting, uh, especially with these guys coming out of the college coaching rank to the NBA. Look at Pete Carroll, for, for instance. It took him forever to come out, and he probably did. And, and look, he has his teams in the playoffs, so. Uh, why not stay another year and see what goes on? And with the way these pioneers, the NFL coaches, it may just be a matter of time before he reaches the big time. And, uh, of course, uh, Hoke, if you guys, uh, Brady Hoke was the coach for San Diego State this past year, led them to their first bowl game win uh, ever, and he did coach at Ball State also. Now, the Michigan fans are diehard fans. They feel like their team has to be a contender each and every year. They got one of the richest uh, college football histories uh, in, in, out of any school in the nation. Right. And I know that the fans are going to be real lukewarm about this. They wanted Jim Harbaugh to come from Sanford. They wanted Les Miles right. to come back and coach his alma mater from LSU. So they are going to be right. very, very lukewarm about the whole deal. But, you know, everyone deserves a chance. And in Michigan, you maybe have two years to prove something. After that yeah, you won't period, be there long. Much, yeah, you won't be there long at all. Not in Michigan. <laughs> Michigan, right. Michigan is a team that they have to win. You're absolutely right. right. They have to win. Let's take a quick commercial break, real quick, Royce. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about the business of Michael Vick. I'm going to get into that story with you. And our special guest tonight, I didn't announce this before, is going to be Roddy B from the Dallas Mavs. We did an interview with him. He's going to tell us exactly when he expects to come back. What's taking so long? So we get into that discussion also. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back on the RF Sports Radio Show. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm here live with my good friend, CEO and creator of LawApps.com, Jared Rice. Why don't you let everyone know exactly what LawApps.com is? It's a mobilized version of an attorney's regular website so that people can access the site on mobile phones like smartphones, whether it be HTC, iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or Palm, or any Windows-based system. So why does an attorney need LawApps.com? Well, if you have a regular website and people are pulling it up on their mobile phone, obviously they can't see it. So if you don't have a mobilized version of your site, you're missing out on millions of customers. And, you know, for business, that's not a good thing, especially in 2011. So what's the best way for people to get in contact with LawApps.com? Go to our website at lawapps.com, and apps is spelled with a Z on the end, not an S. Or they can give us a call at our toll-free number, 1-888-974-6784. That's 1-888-974-6784. And it's lawapps.com, L-A-W-A-P-P-Z.com. Get your law firm out of the dark ages. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. Call 
calling all models, models. calling all actors, actors. all music artists, music calling artists. all comedians, comedians and producers. I got producers. a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paid gigs? Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to webookgigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like that. Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about webookgigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. Webookgigs.info right now. Right now. And we are back live on the RF Sports Radio Show. Again, I'm your host, RF. We got my co-host, Royce, on the line. He's with us as well. We just got to talk about some of the uh, current top stories in the sports right now. We're going to get into a little bit of Mike Vick talk. If you guys didn't hear the announcement earlier today in the show, uh, you can now find us online a lot easier. Just go to rfsportsradio.com, and you can find our blog. You can find our Twitter page. You can find everything about the show. You can send us an email. Just send us at uh, rfsportsradio at gmail.com. You get in contact with us also. Let me bring Royce back on. Royce, I know I have you here as well. And let's welcome on our other uh, contributor to the program, my other guest, our other uh, host, I should say, and that's Rick. And, Rick, I know you're having a big day today, man. I want to congratulate you from me and from Royce also as well. All right, congratulations. On your 14-year uh, anniversary, man. Congratulations on that. Oh, man, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Fourteen big years, my man. I don't know well, how to Rick, put you up might for that long, now. but... <laughs> you might as well stay now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? Well, Somewhere along the line, I heard, I heard it was cheaper to keep her. Right. Yeah, yeah, cheaper to keep her. I guess that's right, where right, it right. is. I, I can say I don't know how she put up with me for that long, but yeah, fourteen big years, man. I sure appreciate the congrats. Congratulations, right. right. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, let's get into the next topic real fast. I want to talk to you guys about the business of uh, Michael Vick before we get into our Roddy uh, Bubois interview. Now, I, I saw this story on ESPN a couple of days ago. I thought it was really interesting. They were talking about the whole business of Michael Vick, and as we all know, he's one of the highest paid. NFL players uh, ever before he went into prison. He had a $100 million contract, $26 million signing bonus in that ballpark range. Um, and right when he got busted, right when he got ready to go to uh, prison to his time, the Falcons sued him. He started getting sued from past agents, business managers. And he really went in detail about how bad he mismanaged his money uh, right before he went in, you know, once he got that big, big deal from the Falcons. So the uh, the end of the story, they went into exactly what's going to have to happen for Vic to get back on his feet and start making some real money. Now, the interesting, the story that I thought was the most interesting was about a guy that had a bunch of Michael Vick memorabilia. He had signed football, signed jerseys, all, of course, with Falcons uh, jerseys. But him and his wife, they root for Michael Vick every day because Michael Vick owes him two hundred fifty grand uh, that he got awarded during bankruptcy court, and they're hoping that Michael Vick does well, gets a big contract so he can pay them off, but at the same time they can resell all this memorabilia that they have. 
And I started thinking, like, let's think a little bit about what the business of Michael Vick really means right now because now he's a free agent. He's up to get another big contract from the NFL. And I thought it was interesting what they put it was. The judge said that a third of his income, no matter what he gets paid, his new contract has to go to the people that he owes, his debtors. The other third, of course, is going to go to taxes, so he may end up off of just a third of whatever he signs for. So my question to you, Royce, is with all this up up in the air for Michael Vick, I mean, can, can you expect him to sign with any team that gets him the biggest amount of money, or do you think he'll stay lower with a team like the the Eagles for less money, knowing that they gave him a shot at the beginning, or do you think he's going to go for the biggest pay that he can find to get all this mess out of the way? You know, that's a very good question, Rodney. Uh, you know, he, 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 either way, he's going to give it up. So he could sign a big contract and try to pay that off quicker. Or he could sign with a team and do a eight, nine-year deal where he's in the league for a while and pay every back, get back on his feet. So I don't know. It's interesting. See, I think he'll go command a lot of money wherever he goes. Uh, so, you know, that, that that really is a tough I didn't know that about that, but that's a really good story. You know, I know he was in debt, and I know he has spent a lot of money, but, you know, these guys do earn a lot of money, you know, and that's the one thing about I, this is not the first time this happens. A lot of athletes get in financial difficulty. You know, it happens with everybody. But it's a way to come back, you know, and I, I think he'd be better off uh, being in a league longer than uh, signing a big contract, you know, and uh, trying to find another team. Look at Donovan McNabb. You know, he's one of the highest-paid quarterbacks, and look where he is now. So I, I would go for longevity, personally. And and I, and I thought it was such an interesting piece. If you guys want to check it out, just go to ESPN.com. they got that piece where you can watch it uh, again. But, Rick, let me ask you, man. I mean, the thing with Vic, to me, is he's going to get a big deal. And if I'm Vic, I'm thinking, you know what, let me go out to the money. Let me get these people off my back. I'm tired of... Uh, of having these uh, debtors always waiting on me to do something or calling me, when you going to pay? He's been court-ordered to, to live in that house that he has right now. He cannot move into another residence or buy another residence. He's court-ordered to drive the type of car he drives. He's court-ordered for his allowance that he has to spend every wow. month on his living expenses. Everything is done by the court at this point. He's got an opportunity now to get all that behind him by signing a big deal. So put yourself right. in Michael Vick's shoes. Are you going for the big money to get it out the way, or would you sign for less money with the team that kept you or, or gave you the chance to come back into the NFL? Well, I mean, I, I kind of like the the idea of longevity myself. Now, I you know, I can't speak for uh, multimillion-dollar athletes, you know, and how things may work for them, but I, I believe in the real world when you go through – bankruptcy situations like that, you know, you do have a certain amount of money that you have to, to pay right. back, but it's based upon what you're making. You know what I mean? It, it, it's based upon what you're making, you know, for a certain amount of certain amount of years. And, of course, if you get a raise, then, you know, that you still pay the third of your salary. If that's what you've been court-ordered to pay, you still pay a third of that salary no matter what you make. You know, right. so I think, you know, longevity would be good for them, especially if theirs work, you know, the same way, you know, that I've always been told bankruptcy laws work. You know, if theirs work the same way, you know, longevity would definitely be the best idea for them because it doesn't matter. You're going to pay this amount of money back for five years, ten years, or whatever right. it was you got set. You're going to pay that back. Your third of your salary is gone. 
you know. So, you know, go ahead and get that out the way, you know, and then, you know, do good in the NFL, and hopefully you can uh, cash in on a big payday later. And uh, you guys bring up a good point. I think longevity is the best option, but everyone's got their hand out right now because they expect a signing bonus wherever right. deal it gets to be upwards in the 25 to $20 million range. And if he gets that big of a signing bonus, that will pay off almost all the debt that he owes at this point. Uh, so that's why everyone's got their hand out right now that was past business managers. And I didn't know this, but the business manager that he had before he got locked up just got indicted. He's going to do two years in prison uh, for, for wow. stealing money from a whole other case. Uh, so he wow. did wow. make some very, very bad decisions. He did mismanage his money a lot. And he's paying for it now. You know, but the fact that he went to jail was the biggest factor in uh, exactly right, right. why he's so behind and why he's in debt right now. But as a as a as a person, not as an athlete or a million dollar athlete, but as a person, as a human being, it's got to weigh heavily on your mind to know that you know what. Once I get this signing bonus, if I get a big enough bonus, all these people are out okay. of my pocket. All these people are gonna right. quit having a hand down and quit writing these books and stories about me. I can take this money, I can go to Carolina, I can go to Minnesota, I can go anywhere, get them off of my back and be done and be back to being Michael Vick. And I think, in a way, you know, who knows what Vick is going to do when he gets his money is the other other point I want to bring up. You know, before he went in, he dealt with a lot of his friends. He paid them a lot of money. He started doing a lot of partying, all All this kind of stuff. Even if he got out of jail, he got in trouble because he went to that party and where one of the conspirators in the case got shot at. And you kind of you got to kind of wonder what psyche he's going to, going to have once he has his money, and has his freedom. And Rick, I want to ask you about that. Do you think we'll see a different Michael Vick once he has his debtors off his back? He's got the big contract. He's moving up in the NFL again. You think he may resort back to what you know he was in the beginning before he went to jail? Well, first and foremost, I certainly hope he doesn't. You know, but. You know, in my mind, I really think, you know, he would be the type of person to go ahead and keep living the type of lifestyle that he's living now, which, you know, none of us really know what that lifestyle is, but it seems to be working for him. You know, you're not hearing a whole lot about him right now. I'm thinking he would come out and do that. He can get the debtors off his back, fine and dandy. He can get them off his back, but the feds ain't going nowhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? The fans ain't going nowhere, so he ain't he ain't gonna you know get too far removed from whatever he's doing now. You know what was interesting to me? One of the things that you had mentioned earlier was how you know there are people actually rooting for him to do good just so they can get their money back. You know, and I can yeah. certainly understand how they would do something like that. I wouldn't approach. I wouldn't approach you know cheering for you know, someone, you know, for that type of situation. I look at it totally different. Sports is just entertainment for me. You know, I'm not in the business of it like that. Right. You know, it's right. entertainment. So that I just thought that was really, really weird. Wanted to bring that point up because that, you know, to me that's that's kind of a bad thing. You know, yeah, and Michael Vick smart image is everything. You know, even if he signed a big contract, he's going to be knocked down a notch anyway. After everybody take their money, but image is everything. He get his image back and keeps on the road. He's continuing. I mean, he can make money even off the field for his endorsements, uh, personal appearances, you know, uh, speaking engagements. So, you know, if he stays on the right track, that you know, the money will go away. I think peace of mind is more than anything. After going to jail, if you don't learn anything from just going to jail, that's one place you shouldn't want to go back to. So. 
I say if he stays the course, he stays the course, and uh, you know brings his image back. He can make just as much money off the field as he can on the field. True, true. That's a good point. And uh, and, right. and you're right, Rick. I was surprised when I saw that story too. And I can't think of the guy's name, but he's based in Atlanta. He has a sports memorabilia company, and right. he paid right. uh, Michael Vick half a million dollars a year to sign his un- wow. unlimited amount of merchandise. And he said that every Monday morning, his first thing his wife says to him when she gets out of bed is, "How did Michael Vick do?" Because wow. they know they, he owes them this money. They they they're owed two hundred fifty thousand, which was awarded to him by the judge. And they're all just waiting to see how good he does. And they're waiting now for this contract that he's going to get when he signs uh, this new free agent deal. I thought that was yeah, really interesting. Really, really interesting. That's one commercial. That's one commercial. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars is one commercial. You know, he can make that doing one commercial. So, yeah. you know, right. That, that, is really loud. that is lousy, man. But like I say, I can, uh, your wife waking up, probably doesn't even care about sports, but hey, how did Michael Vick do today? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. gambling right. or something. How do, what was right. the lottery numbers this week? Right, you know what right. I'm saying? I mean, it's just, that's just kind of weird to me. It's a, it's a funny situation. I definitely wouldn't, right. you know, root for it like that, but. You know, like I said, they in the business. You know, they making money off of whatever he does. So, you know, I can certainly see why they would do it. Yeah. And just to one add thing up, about you know, athletes, let me, go ahead. One thing about athletes, you know, you have a short amount of time to make so much money. It's what do you do with your money while you're making it? You know, you got to think about the future. You know, you're not gonna always yeah. play. You could get hurt. You know what I mean? So you really have to manage. You have a short window to make a lot of money but you have to manage for the rest of your life, you know. Because a lot of guys don't have a career after football. That's it. You know, so you really have to manage your money. And, pro- and he's not the only one that's in financial trouble, I'm sure. So uh, you really have to be smart, and I hope Michael Big does a smart thing. Yeah, I hope he does a smart thing also, too. Um, and then to add on to what you guys are saying, we were discussing – kind of what we thought Vic would do, his character, you know, after he came out of prison and not wanted to go back. There are several reports that are coming out today out of Philadelphia that says that after the game on uh, Sunday, he went to the strip club there in Philadelphia, him and two other friends. They went to the VIP section. They stayed there for about two hours and left. Uh, so that was how he, uh, I guess, coped with the loss of losing that game. A lot of reports people reported, especially even the Philly newspaper, they saw him. Uh, at the strip club, there's supposed to be some video coming out this week of him in the strip club, making it wow. right. So, That's so we can, I guess we can that. only images everything. You're right, Royce. Images right. everything. But can you can you really jump on him for that? I mean, no, you know, no. he 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 doing nothing. There's nothing illegal. You can't jump on him for that. You're right. He, he, he is a man, okay. You can you can't jump on him on that. I won't jump on him on that. But we have to understand who's being the judge and the jury here, and that's the court of yeah, public opinion. Public you know, it's not right. it's not you know you can't just do what you normally do when you might. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, that's you right. can't just do it. And just like when he came out and made those comments earlier in the season about you know one day he wants to get a dog, and everybody just went up in arms like, oh, well, he wants right. to get a dog, but. Right. They didn't hear was the part where he says, I want to get a dog because I got kids and my kids want a dog. Right. You know, right. I, I want to be able to have an animal because my kids want to have a dog. You know, they don't have to grow up without a dog just because of what I did. 
But when you're Michael Vick, right. you have to walk on eggshells. I mean, point blank, period. Especially when you're you know, in the NFL. He can take a page from a lot of these rappers and just put a pole in the house. <laughs> put a pole in the house, They were about two MTV cribs as a pole in the house, you know. So <laughs> he can have a strip club in the house. You can't nobody say nothing. <laughs> nothing, right, right. Take a dance. He can make it rain. He can make it thunder. You know, he can do whatever. So uh, he can take a page from some of these rappers. I put one in the house. Why not? You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> They're probably the best idea, right there. Right, right. In the basement, the whole basement would right. be nothing the but whole the basement. club. Right, the club. Right. You got to go out there, fun. <laughs> let's take a let's take a quick commercial break real fast. We're gonna come back and feature our interview that we did with Roddy B and find out what's taking Roddy B so long to come back. When is he coming back? And if we and when he does come back, what does he expect? What kind of role does he expect to play on this team? Because they really need it right now. Uh, if you listen to the RF Sports Radio Show, we'll be right back after this commercial break. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. Hi, this is Pastor Monica Wallace. I want to personally invite you to Kingdom Encounter every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash kingdomencounter each and every Sunday at 5 p.m. Hear what the kingdom has to offer you and have your own encounter. That's blogtalkradio.com slash Kingdom Encounter, Sundays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, with me, Pastor Monica Wallace, and may God bless you. Oh, yeah, the oh, wait is finally yeah. over. The new release from Rifleman, Smoke in the City, available the now. City. Album features Blow Fly, Mayhem, Kenfo Jack, and the Grit Boys, with many, many other. Also featured production from super producer, none other than Big Chris. And every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up smoke in the city now. It's blazing, it's blazing. Good game tonight, man. Big plays. You had a lot of touchdown catches. What was going on out there? You felt we were in the zone? Did you see something in the defense or what? I mean, I, just, I was just in the zone. Coach just called my number, and I just uh, just wanted to make plays for him. Good. Now, what's next for you? You had a big game tonight. What's next for you in your career? Uh, I mean, just, just looking forward to the next level. That's all. You know, I didn't have a season I wanted, but, I mean, we, I mean, we had to win the season, so... Um, I'm just happy right now. Yeah, you look happy. And we are back live with the RF Sports Radio Show, getting into our uh, last segment of the show. 
If you guys are listening to us live right now, make sure you call in 323-927-2906. If you're downloading the show at a later date, make sure you tune in every night, 10 to 11 p.m., live at blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. And you can find us a lot easier on the web now. Go to rfsportsradio.com. As simple as that, you can find us all there. You can email us at rfsportsradio at gmail.com as well. Or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Let's get into our last uh, quick topic real fast. We were able to catch up with Roddy B. And this is right before they took on the um, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I was in the locker room, and uh, he came in. He, he apparently had been trying to work out. He had on workout clothes, which is a good sign. So I caught up with him, and I wanted to ask him, really, what's taking so long when you're coming back? The team has so many injuries going on right now, they can really use your help. So this is uh, me catching up with Roddy B. right before the game, and we get to find out when exactly he expects to come back and play. All right, Sports Radio, we're here with Roddy B. Everybody wants to know, man, any timetable when you're coming back, or when can you expect to hit the floor? I don't really know yet, hopefully in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, hopefully in, at the end of the month or, or next month, we'll see. Uh, I don't really know it's going to be like a week-by-week week situation, so we'll see. So now when you do come back and we see you on the floor, are you expecting to come in to be the two-guard? Are you looking at starting or are you looking at coming off the bench or do you even know? Uh, well, no, I don't know. I'm just trying to get back from, get back from my injury. So that's what's in my head right now. I don't think about where they're going to use me, how they're going to use me. I just need to come back, and then we'll see. Did the rehab process take a lot longer than you thought, or were you just trying to be careful and, and get it back, you know, up to speed the right way? Oh, yeah, we just we want to take our time and don't, don't watch anything. So that's why it's been kind of long, and I just, yeah, when I'm going to be 100% for sure, I'll come back. But right now, it's not the case, so I still need to wait. So, I mean, what are your thoughts? You know, you sit, you're you not able to get out there and help the team right now. So what are you thinking when you're sitting there like, I just need to get back on the court? Or are you thinking, you know, what's going through your head when you, when you see everybody going down, hurt, Karan out? You know, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. I'm a basketball player, so I always want to play, but I just can't. So it's kind of frustrating, but the situation is like that. I can't do anything, so I just have to wait. Well, we're anxious to see you out there, man. So get well soon and be ready for you to have a, a big end of the season, man. Thank you very much. And there was uh, Roddy B in the locker room. Let's talk a little bit about what he said there. Uh, Rick, let me ask you, because I know you know NBA better than anybody uh, that I know, other than myself, of course. But let me <laughs> ask you real quick, man. Uh, you heard what he said. He said probably at the end of the month, and he and he also said he's not trying to rush it back. But doesn't doesn't he need to be on the fast track here? Don't we need to rush him to get him back, get him back in there as soon as possible? Well, yeah, sure. That's exactly what the Mavericks need. But you know, is that the smart thing to do? You know, I mean, you know how I feel about injuries. If you're injured, you know, get healthy. You know, get healthy. If you if you have one of those bodies that you get a speedy recovery, you know, and then. You know, good good for you, but, you know, take your time and get out there. But the Mavericks desperately need him. You know, Sasha, uh, what's the, uh, Pat Levick, he, yeah. he's not the answer. 
No, he's not no, the answer. No, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm known him to have a, you know, few good days. I've seen him, you know, play right. before with Cleveland, playing with, with with Minnesota a little bit, you know, and he's he's actually a pretty good shooter. But his whole career's just been, you know, kind of, you know, drugged down a little bit, you know, just with his lack of playing time. I mean, he had one good year, I think, with Cleveland where he actually got a nice share of minutes. You know, but he doesn't really, you know, just play a whole lot. You know, I've seen him have some days where he go out there and hit 15 points or something. But, you know, he's 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 not going to do it. You know, the Mavericks need to make a move, you know, some way, somehow, or get some energy off their bench or, you know, get a spark from somebody that hadn't been, been uh, giving it to him. You know, because the Mavs is pretty much going to be on a downhill he'll slide here shortly if they don't come on with yeah. him. Yeah. And before we talk about the Sasha Pavlik thing, because I wanted to get into detail about that, but Royce, you heard the interview. I mean, he's not rushing to come back. He may come back towards the end of the month. And I asked him, you know, how do you feel sitting on the sidelines? You know that Karan's down. You know that that's that's a position that you can play, you know, immediately. You know, so what do you think? I mean, you think when he comes back, could he be the starter? Could he be, you know, the guy that fills Karan's shoes? Well, you know, it's a good question. And, uh, Apparently, Roddy was like, heard a lot worse than we assumed because we expected yeah, really. him back, you know, a long time ago. But, uh, you know, we got to see where his team is by all-star break. And uh, if Dirk comes back, and, and it really depends on what they do after all-star break. But if you notice, San Antonio is widening the gap. They're 31 and 6. I mean, uh, wow, they're they going to have to win some games. I don't think Sasha is the answer. Uh, I'm still waiting, and just like everybody else as a Mavs fan, for somebody to step up. Uh, it hasn't really happened yet. Uh, I think his 10-day contract is going to run out, you know, uh, 10 days, and no progress. But this team, I look out on the floor, and I, I see this team in there in real trouble. But if they can just hold on to their gets healthy and all-star break, and then after all-star break, that's when really teams break out. And if they can make their run at the All-Star break with a healthy Dirk, they have a chance. Other than that, the gap between them and San Antonio is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's really the whole point, is you're right. I mean, while they're losing these games and Dirk is out and they, they haven't done anything uh, to bring, you know, try to rush Roddy B back, he hasn't started playing yet, they're going to have some ground to make up after the All-Star break. Because not right. only the fact that they're losing games, but everyone else is winning games. That's the biggest problem. Right. You know, the right. Lakers are starting back winning again. You got right. the uh, Spurs, you mentioned before, the hottest team in the NBA right now. And these are teams that they're going to have to, you know, fight for positioning in the playoffs. You don't want to be the right. seventh seed or the eighth seed and have to play them the right. first Uh-oh. time out, play a Lakers no, team no, or a no, San Antonio no. team. So that's the biggest issue I have is why you're steady, you know, not making a big deal about it, Rick Carlisle, and you don't want to talk about Dirk, Rick Carlisle. All these other teams are winning games and broadening that gap and making it even harder for you to try to come back after right. the All-Star break or when Dirk comes back. But, Rick, you brought up the whole Sasha Pavlovic deal. It's a 10-day contract. Now, here's my conspiracy theory. I think they signed Sasha Pavlovic for 10 days to try to make a trade happen. For who, I don't know. Of course, we talked about Steven Jackson. Now they're throwing Andrew Iguodala in the mix as well. But maybe they brought him in to say, you know, we got this attractive piece that could add for a trade. We'll do a signing right. trade if you want to bring him in the mix as well. But there's no way you bring in a guy that averages five and a half points a game. Points a game, I think right. that's the answer. You know, 
it, do you right. do you buy into that conspiracy theory at all? Or you think I'm way off base? Uh, well, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say that you're off base. You know, the only thing that I, I'm not sure about is if they would allow you to do something like that. If, can you make a trade if you sign a guy for only ten ten days? You know, I can understand if you sign him for the rest of the year, then he would be available for trade. Well, so, I mean, like, I, mean, like I, I mean, I think, trade, it, like, I think you have his rights for ten days. You can sign him and then trade him to another team, like a sign and trade during that ten day period. Yeah, and what you, you gonna get for if you could do if you can do that, you know, I think that would be, you know, a good situation for the marriage, you know, because I mean, and I, I hear you, Rush. You asked, what could you get for him? Really, what you would get is, you know, somebody giving up a contract, you know, something yeah, that right. they don't have to pay. I mean, getting a guy like Andre Iguodala is one of my favorite players in the NBA. That would be really, really good for the Mavs, and he's a guy that could actually supplement what what Karan Butler does. He could play two or three. He could play, you know, position two and three, and he's a pretty good ball handler. You know, Philadelphia use him to play the one sometimes too. So. You know, that would be really, really big for the Mavericks if they can do that. Royce hit on the head earlier. It depends on how they play after All-Star break. When Dirk gets back, you know, how are they going to play? No matter who it is that they have on the floor, when Dirk gets back, how are the Mavericks going to play? Right. That's the key. Right. You know, I had this team finishing in the top four in the West. Now I, I'm not even certain that they're going to even make the eighth seed. Yeah, the way they play, and and I, I, to me, to finish eighth is is, is a death sentence, you know, yeah, with our, sure with the team they have. It really is, and we know how the Mavericks perform in the playoffs. So, yeah. like I said, they 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 gonna have to make a trade for somebody, and it's going to be a big deal, kind of like the Carmelo Anthony deal, because mm-hmm. if you think this team been together what two two years, three years. But Karan's been there. This is his second year. But we got some players that's been there four and five years that we can move, you know, and it yeah. is time. Yeah. I think it is time. But you know what? You brought up a good point, Royce, because uh, for so long as a Mavericks fan, any Mavericks fan knows, we, we watched Dirk try to carry a team by himself several years right. uh, in the playoffs. I mean, he can do it in the regular season, but when it comes playoff time, you can't count on Dirk to carry the whole team. He tried it before. Right. It had worked. That's why they brought in Karan Butler. That's why they brought in Sean Marion. That's why they brought right. in Jason Kidd to be a facilitator right. out there. So, you know, they, they can't rely on Dirk to take them throughout the entire playoffs. So I understand your point there. And as they start building, you know, games in between teams like uh, Oklahoma City, teams like San Antonio, teams that they can't right. lose to really because right. their teams are going to be right there in the mix of it all. And they're going on the road. They start a road trip tomorrow in Indiana. They play the Pacers on Wednesday. They play the uh, San Antonio Spurs on Friday. Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday and the Detroit uh, Pistons on Monday. And then they come back home Wednesday to face the L.A. Lakers. So my question to you guys, and Rick, I'll start with you. Are we going to see Dirk make a return during this road trip, or are they going to wait till he comes back next Wednesday to play the L.A. Lakers? Well, I mean, it's hard for me to say. I was wrong once before. I thought that that they would have brought Dirk back by now. Maybe Dirk's injury is a lot more serious than what people know, you know, and and Carlisle could just be doing the right thing by not, you know, talking too much about it. I, You know, they're going to need something. It would be nice if Dirk came back. It sounded like through that stretch of games, the really only light game that they have would be that Detroit game. 
you know, mm-hmm. but it's still the NBA. You catch their team at the wrong time. They still light you up. So, you right. know, the Mavericks right. need Dirk to get back quickly. They need him to get back. And, you know, the Mavericks do have trade bait. I mean, I, 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 I'm not uh, against them trading somebody. You know, Jason Kidd is getting older. Uh, Jason Terry's been there a while. And, you know, got you got Barrera. I mean, it's a lot of guys. And they have made trades. You know, they the Mavericks history. If you look at the history of the Mavericks, they are known for getting rid of good players and not getting anything right. in return. You know, <laughs> right, look at the right. three J's. I mean, look at his. I go all the way back to Mark McGuire. You know, that's just, that's just the history of the Mavericks. It's time. You know, and I'm tired of sitting around uh, cheering, and it's just like the Rangers. I'm tired of sitting around cheering for this team that's just plain mediocre. You know, it's time. To rebound, even if you have to move some favorite players, some some players that need it. But we do have trade bait. They need to make a big deal. If they want to make a run for the playoffs, they need to make it now. Yeah, and they got to play so I play. They got to play a scrappy, and then the Pacers team on Wednesday. Right, and, and they want tonight. Yeah, I know. And I don't know where Tyler Hansberg right. has come from, but he's been on fire oh, in the late right. last couple right. of games. They got right. to play a San Antonio team in San Antonio. that's already beat them once. They could go up two right. one in their series. They got to play Memphis Grizzlies team that they lost to right. at home. They, and then like they, 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 do have, they do have Zach Randolph and Rudy Gay that's tearing things right. up right now. Too. Tearing things right. up. You're absolutely right. The Detroit Pistons, even though they may be without you know Rich Hamilton if this trade goes right. down, but. They're gonna be a scrappy team too, and they're gonna right, be looking for right, blood right. when the Mavericks come to town. If you if they're a wounded animal, any team in the NBA is gonna be looking for blood. You you already know oh, that yeah. they're gonna spread the blood in the water. I think Dirk right. has to come back, you know, as quick as possible. I mean, I know you don't want to rush oh, yeah. injury like this. This is the longest time that Dirk's been out. You know, he, he's never missed seven straight games, and he may be missing his eighth straight game, but. You got to bring this guy back. You got to know how hurt he is. You got to know if he gets out there and can't and can't perform. You got to know that right. now. The trade deadline is approaching as fast as as it can for the Mavericks. They got until basically February to make something happen. They've got to know how bad Dirk is hurt. They got to know how bad right. Roddy B is hurt. They got to know exactly. if they're going to have these players to make a run at the end of the at the end of uh, or after uh, All Star break. They got to know that now. Well, that's right. just the, that, maybe that's just the case. Maybe they know how bad Dirk is hurt, you know, and they're not sharing that information. Maybe they just don't want to chance him out there. They don't want him to get out there right. and tweak it and make it any worse than what it really is. You know, you it's really, really hard to say. You know, you keep hearing speculation, you know, he may be back, you know, however many days from now, but maybe he, maybe he really is hurt. Now, make no mistake about it, though, you know, the Mavericks is still a good basketball team. I certainly right. don't right. want to write him off. You know, and that you know that's not my intent. You know, but I don't want to see the Mavs fall into that you know fifth, sixth, seventh seed. You know, right, or the eighth right. seed. You know, I don't want them. Right. I want them to be in the upper half where they have a little bit of better chance. You know, making it just because it's a chance for them to have some home court. You know, but right. even if they are the eighth seed and they play, you know, a team like the Lakers or San Antonio, the Mavericks are still capable of beating teams like that. I just wouldn't right. trust it, you know, 100%. They would really have to get out right. there and show me that they could do it. All right. Now, now here's another question I got. 
Another question I got for you guys uh, before we go is, you mentioned, Rick, that they may have the players that can do it. I think they do have some talent on the team. Tyson Chandler is a huge addition for them. They never had a player play that dynamic down low. And that's no disrespect towards Brandon Haywood, but Tyson Chandler, he's been averaging a double-double since Dirk's been out. You know, so I, I got to give him the kudos for what he's been able to do. Now, they may have that's the right. players that may have better matchups to play these teams, but let me ask you guys a, 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 a hot-button question. Do they have the right coach that's going to play the right type of lineup? Rick Carlisle, the last couple of games, I've been really disgusted with the lineup changes he's made. Oh, yeah. He's, from yeah, putting in the three guards starting off the game to leaving in players right. in the in the fourth quarter that are not hot to count on Jason right. Terry to always bail them out. I've been really suspect about some of the changes he's made. Now, I'm not an NBA coach by no way, shape, or form. I didn't play in the NBA. I played, you know, high school basketball at the most. But you got to sit back and kind of wonder, like, does this guy even know how to use the team that he has to, to win a playoff series or to win some games without Dirk or with a Dirk that may not be 100%. And, Rick, I ask you first, I know you watch this pretty closely, but from what he's done lineup-wise, have you been impressed by what he's been able to do with Dirk and Karan out? I mean, are you looking at it like, why is he, why is he playing these type of lineups against these teams? Uh, no, I, I have not been impressed with it. You know, but I, I will be the first person to say, you know, 90% of the time, I trust the coach. You know, the coach, right. that's one thing I can say. I know they're going to know better than me. They know the players. They know the character, you know, and I look at these type of situations right here. While I'm not impressed by what I've been seeing, seeing I think Rick Carlisle's just trying to find it right now. What can I do, yeah. you know? Right. Maybe maybe we do have a few buffer games, and it's okay to lose a few games right now. Let me find out who's, who can do what. You know, let me find out before we, you know, jump up and make a trade or whatever. So I really can't say what's going on in the coach's mind. Now, again, I haven't been impressed with it. You know, I want to see the players that I want to see. I want to see the players that I feel to get a man a chance to win. You know, maybe Rick Carlisle's just got something up up his sleeve and you know, a whole other agenda, something I ain't even thought about. Well, you know, any time you lose two starters, you're in trouble right from the get-go. And yeah. he's been experimenting, right, with these different players. And the formula's not working. Apparently he hasn't found the right mix of guys to go out and perform like, you know, like they should. Uh, it, it really is a hard decision. So, I, you know, he has a really big, tough decision to make. And, and you know, even the guys he's putting out there are not getting the job done. So, yeah, no, I mean, exactly. you have to experiment. You have to keep experimenting. But I, I did question him last year in the San Antonio series when Roddy was playing so good and he didn't put him in. You know, I, I questioned that. And I, you can do that for any coach. You know, why did you call this play, you know, 4-1? Right. Mm -hmm. Why did you go for it? So that, that's on any coach, you know, to make that decision. But he had to find the thing is, is it's up to players play, coaches coach. He hadn't found a, a – I mean, none of these guys are, are making any formula that he puts out to click, and that's the mm -hmm. problem. You know, it's, it's the players. So whether you, you go in uh, third quarter, fourth quarter, sit on the bench, go in for ten minutes, you have to perform on the on the court. And, uh, you know, so gotcha. old Addis said, when, when your numbers call, you better be ready to play. That's how you get a starting job, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? When your numbers call, you have to go. Nobody has really stepped up. You know, we had a few guys step up. 
but none of the formulas are working, and I, it's got to be frustrating. Yeah, it's got to be You know what's, what's funny is we can get together and we can, you know, talk about it, you right. know, like we do it. We can make all the decisions, and we can know that we right. can be, we, we're going to be right. We can clearly right. see that some of these players are just not going to do it. I mean, and that's the honest right. truth. I mean, we talk about right. it. We right. know they're not going right. to do it, but we're not, you know, we're not bound by the constraints that they have as far as the salaries and what do we have to do, what do we have to find out. You know, we're just going to be quick and ready. Hey, let's get this dude out of here. We can already see he ain't nothing. Right. You know, what is it right. that you see that we don't? Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I guess that's the most frustrating thing. That's the most frustrating thing. But before we go, we can't present a problem without trying to present a solution at the same uh, same time. So let me ask you all, uh, if taking the team that we have right now and throwing in Sasha Pavlovic as well, but Rick, who is your starting five for the way the Mavericks are constructed right now? Uh, and does this include the Dirk injury or no? This includes the Dirk injury, the Karan injury, the Ryder B injury. The way this team is set right now, who is your starting five? Well, I mean, I would definitely have Jason Kidd out there. Tyson Chandler would be there. Uh, Sean Marion would be there. Jason Terry would be there. And then for my – Sean Marion would have to play the three spot, you know, for me. And then my four spot, I would rotate and try to find, you know, the right piece out there. I mean, sometimes it would be Brian Brian Cardinal. Sometimes it would be Mahimi. You know, I would keep players, you know, pretty much moving. I I really don't have a set person to put in that four spot. Yeah, that's that's the biggest right, question. Right, that fourth spot, right, right, right. Royce, who, who is going to be your starting five out there? I I, I got to agree with Rick, but Stevenson, you know, is, is a shooter. Yeah, he, he, and he's a defensive not, player and, too. And, right, and a defensive player, he doesn't shoot enough. I mean, he's selective about his shot. I I think he needs to have a ball more. I think he can uh, score twenty twenty five points a night. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've seen him uh, hot. But, you know, sometimes he's just absent from the game on offense, you know. Uh, and I think he needs, he, he needs to have the ball in his hands more. I think he can score 20 points on anybody, any given night. So he, well, yeah, he definitely you, would start for me. Right. He needs to shoot more. Be, he needs to have the ball. You got to have a go-to guy. And Stevenson will be my three in my lineup. I have him at the right. three. I had Jay Kidd right. at the one. I had Jed Cherry at the two. And then for my fifth spot, of course, you're going to put Tyson Chandler in there. But for right, my four, right. I think I would actually start Brian Cardinal. I think he's one of the only players on the roster that's left that could probably play a true four, tall enough to play down low, a big enough body to play down low, but could pull that four out, you know, and shoot the, the perimeter shot like Dirk could right, do. Right, so right, to me, right. I think he'd be the only player I could kind of start in the four spot. And like you said, Rick, right. make some rotational moves, whether I have to play him and Mahimi together. I mean, Tyson Chandler and Mahima together, or Tyson Chandler and Brendan Haywood together, depending on who I'm playing and the lineup that I'm playing. But I think Brian right. Cardinal is probably the only uh, four that would give you some type of look that Dirk would have by pulling the, the defender away from the basket. Yeah, so that's why I so would. Then what do you do with Sh- What do you do with Sean Marion? Sean Marion would come off the bench. It's the way he's coming off the bench yeah. now. I mean, right. he'd be right. my energy guy off the bench, my change right. of pace off right. the bench. Right, he is the um, energy guy. Because you're not going right. to have Terry as the, as the bench guy anymore. Terry's going to be a starter, you know. So you right. got to have right. that one player to come in and kind of change the dynamic a little bit, and that would be the matrix for me. 
Right. Yeah, and he can That's give you a few minutes lineup. at a couple of different positions too, so that yeah. would be pretty good. Yeah. Right. Well, that, there you but go, y'all. Like, we talked a we talked a little Mavs, we talked a little up. college football, we talked a little Michael Vick. Uh, of course, Royce, you had the joke of the day when you said Mike Vick should put his uh, pole in his house and save him a lot of trouble right. <laughs> from staying at the tabloids. <laughs> Uh, but right. we'll take we'll tune, tune in tomorrow night, guys. We're going to have some more NFL stuff. We'll talk about the Rex Ryan versus Bill Belichick deal. They've already started the trash talk today. Uh, make sure you check out our website, rfsportsradio.com. You can find everything you need there. We thank you guys for tuning in and listening. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time from 10 to 11 on Blog Talk Radio. It's been real. We'll talk to you guys later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.